0: Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. Wow, I was really blessed during worship. I felt there was something real sweet happening. Just looking looking at him, seeing him. It's real simple, isn't it? That connection, and when you feel like a little bit of connection with Jesus, you're just like, Wow goes a long way. Wow. I've been thinking about how Jesus is in us. Okay. Let's go to Galatians. I'm not going to preach on that, but that would be fun, huh? Galatians. So last week, I got to, uh, I went. I wasn't here last week. I heard it was a great week. I went to Isla Vista. I was with... Um, uh, Jimmy and, a t- and there's a few of us we got to go I don't know if any of them are in here right now anyways I'm gonna have to there's one in the back maybe next week we share some stories about what happened um, if you don't know about Isla Vista they do Jesus Burgers there they've done it for man I think it's almost 20 years and to the, to the college students from UCSB. So they have a street right by the ocean where all these homes are there and all this college students just party. And, uh, and for Halloween every year, people come from all over, literally all over, I think the world, but definitely the United States. Um, and it just gets wild. So that's actually uh, was going on this weekend. But we went last weekend, the weekend before, and they were going crazy and wild. And I think because of COVID, They were deprived of partying, so they went a little extra wild. And um, we were giving out s'mores, and my daughter went too, Ellie went, which sounds crazy, but um, she was telling them Jesus loves them and to come get a free s'more. And, you know, an 11-year-old, in the innocence just, you know, checks your spirit when you're being a goofball, you know? (laughs) Anyways, they came up and getting free s'mores, and... (laughs) oh that was great anyways so we'd have people come and sit next to us and just getting blasted and i preached at the church there on sunday and they asked me because they've been going through galatians for a few months which that's a long time to go through galatians but it's amazing and they asked me to preach so i preached on galatians 4 last week but this week you know I i was praying about what to talk on and listening to jesus and I felt like I should preach on Galatians 3. But I think it's funny because it is Halloween, and this was not something I was intending to do. I was actually, I follow a lot of meme accounts on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I do. And one of the meme accounts, a lot of Christian meme accounts, um, and one of them was talking about, like, it's Halloween, and, you know, comment all the things that, like, pastors shouldn't preach, you know? And so on his list of jokes. Anyway, so I feel like I'm totally falling in that, like, zone right now. Um, (laughs) this is how it starts. I'm going to read one verse to you. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Um, I think it's really interesting as we're going to go through this, what, what Paul, what Paul calls witchcraft in this. And I bet it's not what you're thinking when I say witchcraft, you probably think of like the Wizard of Oz witch, you know? But it's so, it's so different what this is talking about as witchcraft. Like so different, it might actually shock you. you be like, what? That's witchcraft? That's, that's, that's a curse? We think of a curse, we think of witchcraft, so, you know? Wicked Witch of the West coming in. <laughs> putting some kind of voodoo thing on people. Paul says the law being under the law is a curse. And people getting you to do that is witchcraft. Isn't that crazy? Some people think that that's like that's like that's like religion. Isn't that wild? Oh, by the way, just like side notes, because it is Halloween. I, I, I'm going to be dead honest. I hate preaching. I don't hate. That's a strong word. I, I don't always like fully enjoy preaching on certain holidays. This isn't one I'm like, woo. But some of you that really like Halloween are going to love what I say, some of the stuff. And some of you that hate Halloween are going to love what I say. That means that some of you that love Halloween are not going to like some things I say. And some of you all that hate Halloween are not going to like some things I say. Okay. Um. But you all love me, right? <laughs> this is funny because Christianity in, in the church, we've got a lot of perspective sometimes. So the truth is true, and, and Scripture is true, and God's true, and Jesus brings truth, right? Okay. Uh, do you guys know? By the way, I just got to say a few things. Did you know Halloween? Do you know what the word means? It just means holy night. Like, ha- uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Ha- to hallow something means to consecrate it and to make it holy. And the, the wean part was about an eve, it was about a night. So it was actually meant to be a holy night. It was actually something that was created by the church, which is, is that crazy? Um, it was created by the church, not to do witchcraft stuff, but um, to actually it was to there were new converts over in Ireland way back in the day. We're talking like the 800s right now. And um, over in that area, there's a lot of Druids and different things. And so they had their own little festival. But when they became Christians, the church had a day, which is tomorrow, and it's called, does anybody know what tomorrow? Tomorrow is All Saints Day. So they had this. But to help these new converts, these Christians, they basically were like, okay, don't do your sacrifices to your false gods, you know, stop that junk. But maybe dress up like some saints or some angels and different stuff, and we're going to make a holy day and celebrate in a better way. Does that make sense? So that's what they were intending to do, and America got really funky. And, um, and um, <laughs> Anyways, I came over here, and a lot of people were doing a lot of witchcraft, a lot of weird stuff. And then it transitioned from that into community-based things, and they're really pushing it as like a community-based event. Anyways, secular people have totally hijacked it. But I want to say this. We can always hijack stuff back. And it's actually really not difficult to hijack this one. You want to know why? Because it's called Holy Night. Like we shouldn't be Just because you think of Halloween attached to some scary movie doesn't mean that's what the word means. It's Holy Night and it's our night. You know, today is not the devil's day. Every day is the day of the Lord. Today's the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's the day of salvation. Today's a really good day. And the sun is shining. Anyways, that was my two cents on Halloween. So, get some candy and hug your neighbor and don't dress up if you don't want to dress up. Dress up if you want to dress up, preferably not as a witch, but that's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You all still love me? Okay, chapter three. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Have you seen Jesus portrayed as crucified before your eyes? Has the gospel been presented to you that you understand that this God-man, God became a man, lived amongst us, tabernacled among us, and then was crucified on a cross, hung up in front of everybody, naked, completely disfigured, where you couldn't really tell him, put to shame, so that your shame could be wiped away? (laughs) charged as a guilty man so that your guilt can be wiped away. The innocent lamb slain for the salvation of the world so that your sin would be removed from your life. The holy one marked as a sinner so that the sinners can become holy ones. (laughs) The God of the universe becoming a man so that men, men and women, could partake of divinity, partakers of the divine nature God came down so that we might be risen up, seated with him in heavenly places. Have you seen the picture of the man, Jesus, on the cross and what he did for you? These people saw an image. The gospel was clearly portrayed to them, Jesus on the cross. And yet something was going on in this church, and it's not totally what happens for us, but there are nuggets from their story that we can take for ourselves, okay, so follow with me, hear the story some of it's not going to feel like it relates because we don't have people coming in here telling all the guys to get circumcised, okay nope. was that really strong <laughs> so, <laughs> some of the guys in here just got like really tense like okay we don't we don't have that going on okay that's not that's not a really an issue we're having right but So follow with me and you'll understand. But in this, in in the church of Galatia, in the early church, they were Jews. And so the new converts, they would understand themselves as grafted into Abraham, grafted into the faith. They would see themselves as, you are true children of Abraham. Uh, In the words of Paul in a different epistle, he says, you are true Jews when you believe in Jesus circumcised in the heart, right? And so in the early church, in fact, they actually kept going to Jewish synagogues uh, for like 70 years after Jesus. So, but what happened was inside the church, there were certain people that would come in and they were called Judaizers. Okay, so throughout, in the early church and throughout church, we've had like numerous like weird sects that have come through and tried to, sects, S-E-C-T-S, come through that have tried to, stop it, that have tried to, today's Halloween, it's a holy day, all right, have tried to take, all right, my jokes are dumb right now, have tried to take people and remove them and actually draw them away from grace and into some weird stuff, okay? So, Judaizers were one of those things. These were quote-unquote Christians, they're hanging out with the Christians. These are people who are saying they believe in Jesus. It's not some other people saying they believe in whatever name. They're saying they believe in Jesus. They're in the group. And then they're telling them, hey, you guys that are getting converted and becoming Christians, you need to obey all these religious things of our Jewish customs, the, these certain festivals. The guys, if they're all Gentiles, so most of them obviously were not circumcised, telling them all, y'all need to be circumcised. Could you imagine that on a Sunday morning? People get saved and then people are saying, you need to be, that happened in the church. That actually was going on in the early church. They would come in, you're hanging out in service, and then you'd have people telling you, oh, you just got saved, you just believed in Jesus, maybe you got baptized, well now you also gotta get circumcised. And they're saying all these things. So Paul's coming in hot. He's coming in a little frustrated. He's coming in a little, like, bewildered. Like, I preached the gospel to you guys. You saw Jesus clearly portrayed to you so that you would understand something. And this is what, here we go, let's keep going. You saw Jesus clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Here we go, verse 2. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the spirit among you and works miracles among you. Do we have a God who works miracles? Does God do that by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? This is, um, we're going to skip forward now. This is verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse, say curse, For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things, thank you so much, which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Let's go verse 13. Christ has redeemed us. Say "redeemed." redeemed. Redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Let's stop there. So you got a group of people coming in saying you got to do X, Y, and Z. Now that you've become a Christian, you got to do X, Y, and Z to be perfected. I'm going to say that one more time. You've now become a Christian but you need to do X, Y, and Z to get perfected in your life. Paul, Paul's rebuking that. Do you know the Bible says that he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified? It's Hebrews 10 something. <laughs> he has, perf- that's the best way to memorize verses, by the way. Just say something. He has perfected forever. How long? That means you're perfect forever. Those who are being sanctified. That word sanctified doesn't mean that you become holy. It means growing up in holiness. So, yes, you need to grow up. Just because you're perfect doesn't mean you don't need to mature a little bit. You need to mature. Obviously, we need to mature as people. How we mature is a unique question. How we mature Is a unique question. But we're not going to do a bunch of stuff to become perfect. The blood of Jesus makes you perfect. You are as holy as a holy child could be because the Holy Spirit lives in you. God doesn't live in a temple that's etched with curses, God doesn't live in a temple that's etched with sin. That's why we preach the gospel, and that's why we preach the remission of sin. That means complete removal. That's the gospel. You guys still following me? So they went into this thing called the law, and the law, he says, if you go that route, trying to do X, Y, and Z to become perfect, he goes on to say, you cut yourself off from Christ. And another way he says it is, you fall from grace. Is that strong? That's so strong. He's not like, yeah, you know, I'm totally cool with it. The rest of the apostles, we're totally cool with it. If some of y'all dudes want to follow this and go get circumcised, go for it. (laughs) It's your own decision. No, he's like, guys, if you submit yourself to the law, you become a transgressor to the whole thing. You cut yourself off from Christ and you actually take on a curse. Some of us When I say bewitchment and curses, you think of the wicked witch of the West. I want you to think of the law. (laughs) There's a reason God, Jesus, said to the Pharisees, hear of your father the devil. Uh, We're going there. It's, It's... It's living by the law that's really the biggest form of hypocrisy. It's self-righteousness, it's bewitchment, it's rebellion, it's a curse. And it is the human problem from the Garden of Eden, from the fall, and that is the curse. But Jesus became a curse for us on a tree. He actually took on a curse. Some people... I don't think many people, but I'm assuming some people, it's an assumption, might be afraid of curses. The The Bible says curses are like birds. They don't fall on the righteous, okay? They just don't land on you. Jesus became a curse for you hanging on a tree so that you might become blessed. You don't go from grades of being cursed to grades of being blessed. Oh, I'll say it like this. You don't go from grades of being a sinner to grades of being righteous, The Bible says, you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The old things are gone. Behold, all things have been made new. You're a new creation. You are saints. Saints means holy people. Wow. Okay. So the law brings a curse. The law brings a curse. How does this apply to us now? How does this apply to us? Well, it applies to us in the fact of if you ever live a life where you're trying to do the right thing to be good enough for God and trying to measure up to a certain standard of X, Y, and Z, and you've got to do X, Y, and Z to become something for God, that is being bewitched. Is that strong language? It's strong language. That's being bewitched. That's being put under a curse. My hope is that you walk away today and you just have a great Halloween and you think, wow, being under the law is a curse. That's where I don't want to be in my life. There's some high demand for us and the high demand is this, learn to walk by grace. Learn, Learn what grace is, first of all. Do you guys know what grace is? Grace is... We call it unmerited favor. You ever heard that? Unmerited means you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Okay, favor. But that favor presents itself, favor from God. He likes you. I don't know if you all knew that, but he likes you. We said it last night. We had a great worship time, and actually, like, everybody started dancing. It was amazing. It was really fun, huh? Oh, man, I love it. We, we mentioned, you know, God's God's love for you is not dependent on your own works. Your Your sin, the issue with your sin isn't that it changes God liking you or not liking you. That's not the problem with sin. The problem with sin is it changes you to separate yourself from God and make yourself an enemy of God in your mind and actually condemn yourself and have a guilty conscience, which actually prevents you from encountering the living God and living in freedom, okay? But your sin, God doesn't not love. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God showed his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So your sin your sin doesn't change the amount of love God has for you. So your works doesn't change him to like you more, because he already loved you as much as he could ever love you when you were a sinner. Are we still following? He is love. God is love. He loves you anyways. He really does. He loves you. <sighs> I'm just, I love seeing your faces. Wow. Sometimes I feel like I need to slow down. Some of you are saying, give me more. There might be some of you going, I'm still eating that chicken leg. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Ew. <laughs> <Someone> says <ew. laughs> the three vegetarians in the room are like oh my god what church is this i said one time i was in church and i walked in the back and there was a there's a someone who's into paleo and then was it is it called pale, what is it called where you're uh, only eating uh keto? no 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 um yeah no paleo is it paleo yeah i got it right all right there was a paleo person and a, vegetarian, a vegan in the back, and I walked up to them, and I said, it sounds like a joke, but it was funny. I was, like, I was like, Jesus comes up to both of you. This is a real story. I was just so excited about it. I was like, Jesus comes up to both of you, and he's got bread and fish. Like, a paleo person doesn't eat bread, and the vegetarian doesn't eat fish. So I, go, I go, Jesus has only two options. He comes up to you with bread and fish. What do you do? (laughs) And then they look at each other and they look at me, which this is like the best part because they're just Christians. It's a great answer. They look at each other, they look at me and they go, I'll give him my bread. And the other one goes, I'll give him my fish. I go, all right, praise (laughs) be to God. There's no problem. As long as you guys got food to eat and we're all happy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Some takeaways. How how important or how what's the image of the level of badness or evil or darkness do you see living under the law as? We play with it all the time. Most of us would be like, Oh, you did tarot cards? You What? No, I would, don't do tarot cards, okay? But people would be like, what? That's straight up demonic, which it is. That's that's so evil. Why would you do that? That's so unhealthy for your soul. Don't go to the witches and warlocks. Go to Jesus. Yeah? 99% of us in here would be like, yes, one person in here. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there all together. We go, hey, We we recognize those things as so bad. Like that is darkness. We'd be like, oh no, I can never touch that. I don't definitely don't want to go down that road. That's dark. That's you know, there's some things, it's kinda like, I don't know, you know, maybe this movie, I'm kinda questionable about this movie, you know, hanging out with the witch or the warlock, woo! That's a whole nother level. Do we see being legalistic in our own hearts the same as that? Do we see the law and being under the law and putting ourselves under regulations of the law the same as that? I'm telling you, if you put yourself under the law, you better run from that. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I get, some of you like don't really know. You're like, what is this guy jolting? (laughs) Sometimes I get excited. I was sitting over there with a I love Jessica's laugh, my favorite laugh. I was sitting over here with a blanket on last night, just like cuddled in it. I don't know if you guys ever do that, but I do, and it's really great. Just cuddle yourself in a blanket, everything will be good. And I just could hear her giggle on the side, it made me so happy. Okay, back to what I was saying. Do we do we see being under the law as just as evil? as going to a witch doctor, a shaman, and letting them do voodoo hexes over you for whatever you want? Do you? I think it's something to chew on. Why does Paul say, you've been bewitched to the church? He calls them foolish. We're joking, Jimmy and I were joking. Jimmy was like, "How would we interpret that in California language?" Would be like, "You stupid Californians," you know, <laughs> not typical language. I would say, but that's what he's saying. You foolish Galatians, you stupid people. That's what he's saying. And we don't. Who uses the word foolish? Like we barely ever use that word. You know, we use the word stupid, but that—that's what he's saying. You're being really foolish. You're being really dumb right now. You're—you're you're putting yourself under a law and these things, and now you're working for perfection? You think that you got to do a bunch of stuff to be good enough? That's not how you grow in righteousness. To grow in righteousness means you got to live by faith. Faith says you are something because of what someone did for you, and you're believing in that guy. And so you start from faith. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. doing it, what I just said. I just pray, dig it deeper in your heart. Deeper. You are. Some of you, I know for a fact, because it's just statistics, but I actually don't know for a fact, maybe you're all walking like Holy Ghost. But it's possible. Some of you might be dealing with struggles of sin in so many avenues. It could be, you know, wanting to be envious and obsessing about money and other people's have and wanting that. It could be sexual stuff. It could be addictions to God knows what. You guys following with me? You might just backbite and, and twist things. You might be strong-willed and be mean to people. I'm looking around. It's like everybody I know is like the sweetest person. If you're watching online. <laughs> How do you how do you grow up? You don't you don't grow up by going under the law. You got to see that as witchcraft. You got to see that as going to a shaman. Okay. You want to you want to be free from your sin. It's not going to come through your works. If If you want to be free from your sin, it doesn't come through your works. If people could get free from their sin through their works, there would be no reason for Jesus to ever come. If you could get free from your sin through your efforts and your works, there would be no reason for Jesus to ever come. You know, maybe maybe, maybe through your works you don't do one thing like the Pharisees. Thank you, God, I am not like that sinner. And you exchange that action with pride. You exchange that action with hypocrisy. And then you do the very thing in your own heart, and it gets worse. You know, the devil doesn't always run around like with a pitchfork and like a witch hat. Sometimes he runs around as a religious man. I love you guys. (laughs) Let's dance a little. You guys, I love all of you. God wants no curse a part of our church. No curse. No curse a part of your life because you're blessed. You can't be cursed. You're blessed because Jesus became a curse for you. So don't put yourself under a curse. By submitting yourself to rules and regulations to become something. Rather, learn something. It's called walking by the Spirit. It's called living by grace. It's called, no, I know that I've become something because of what he's done. And now in that place, I'm going to engage with God. I'm going to engage with God and let him grow me up, mature me. I'm going to live out this faith. In the Son of God who loved me. Here's what it says in Galatians chapter 2. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live in the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. To live this thing out requires something from us. Not you trying to be a good person. It requires faith. And good works will flow from faith. In fact, living faith produces works. I am now something, and you have to see yourself as that something, a new creation. And you have to learn to live in faith. Living in faith in the Son of God doesn't just mean just, I put just in there. Living in faith in the Son of God doesn't just mean I got my Willy Wonka ticket and I'm going to go to heaven someday. (laughs) Living in the faith of God means... Jesus did something that affects me, and he gives me his spirit. And I'm going to believe that I am one with him. I'm not just walking with God like he's next to me. God is in me. Like, I, guys, number one, you are a temple of the living God. Number two, all of us together are like living stones, temple of God. There's two levels of that. There's two aspects of that. But, but we're the temple of God, whether communally or individually. You're the temple of God. How do I how do I view myself so then when there's temptations, I, I doubt you're going to have a Judaizer coming in being like, you know, follow these festivals. But what you might have is your own brain putting yourself under condemnation, guilt, or shame. Maybe you make a mistake. You know the Bible says the righteous fall seven times, but they get back up. Okay. Well, maybe you trip. Maybe you do something. You're like, that's not Jesus. That, 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 what I just did was not Jesus. And because you're such a loving person and because you want to do the right thing, number one, you might beat yourself up, which is not a good way to go. Number two, you might try really hard then and take it in your own effort and just try to muscle through it. That's actually not a good way to go. <laughs> Three, recognizing you forgive me and have so much mercy and grace for me. Like he doesn't change how much mercy he wants to give for you. The mercy, the mercy that he wants, the amount of mercy he wants to give you was shown and demonstrated with Jesus hanging on a tree and it never changes. Right. And so we're going to, the third option is, do I believe that he's done something for me? Am I going to believe that about myself? And am I going to be willing to engage him out of that? The Bible says in Romans, present yourselves as instruments of righteousness for holiness. I'm going to say it slower. (laughs) Present yourself as as an instrument of righteousness to God for holiness. You don't present yourself to God as instruments of sin for holiness you present yourself to God as an instrument of righteousness and that brings holiness. Are we following? I don't like the law. It's kind of like when people go, how come Paul talks about this so much? It's not because he's like a one trick pony. Like he's only got one thing he likes to do. He, number one, he's talking in a specific context to a specific people, and a lot of them are coming into the grace, and there's a lot of Judaism going on. I mean, they, were, they saw themselves as Jews, right? So there's a specific context. But even more than that, it's the issue of humanity. Understanding grace is a really big deal. It's a really big deal for your own soul. Can you say over yourself, for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is now therefore no condemnation? Can, do you believe that about yourself? I'm not talking about mentally. Do you feel it? There is no condemnation. Some, there might be a couple. There might be one. I don't know. Maybe it's online. Somebody might feel, I still feel like I've got condemnation. You only feel condemnation when you're under the law. Yes, you do. Yes, that's true. She said, "You wrestle against principalities and powers." Whoo! How are we doing? We doing good. Happy Halloween. <laughs> this is—we oh, got to end right now. It's twenty-five. Okay. It's a holy day. Amen. It's a holy evening. No matter how much you hate this holiday, there's a lot of things about this holiday I hate. I'm not fond of just weird darkness stuff. I'm not. That's personal. Still love me, okay? Just love me if you don't if whatever. I'm not into it. But I'm into seeing my kids dress up like, you know, Anna and Elsa and random things. That's holy to me. Ha ha ha. Come on. I I like my kids eating some candy. Okay. Not too much. Because they get crazy. But the biggest, the biggest form of witchcraft that plagues the church is legalism. It's the law. It's when the church steps away from grace, steps away from living according to his spirit, and steps back into their own works, thinking God's going to do a miracle in my life when I become a good enough person. He's going to either do a miracle in my life spiritually where I get free from this addiction, I get free from this and that, I need to show myself to be strong enough, at some point he's going to come give me a miracle. I'm going to get a miracle of physical healing, whatever it is, deliverance. All those things happened 2,000 years ago. The encounter happened 2,000 years ago. It's available for us now, and it, the miracle doesn't occur from God through your works. It occurs through faith, and that looks like seeing Jesus for what he's done and applying it to our lives, seeing ourselves differently, not in I'm going to fantasize about myself in a unique way that's just detached from truth. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, I'm not talking about just positive thinking. I'm talking about truth. I'm talking about thinking according to truth, like truth, thinking according to what God says about you, what he did for you. And I know I'm speaking to the choir. Anyways, happy Halloween. Father, I just thank you. Can I get the prayer team up here? Um, it's a good Sunday. <laughs> I want to pray for a couple different people in here. Put your hand on your heart if you've been feeling condemned. If you've been feeling condemned, put your hand on your heart. If you're watching online, you've been feeling condemned, put your hand on your heart. Wow. I want you to say something with me. There is now, therefore, if you all could say it with me, that'd be great. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit has set me free from the law of sin and death. I want you to say something else. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say, not because of what I've done, but because you love me. Because you died for me. Lord, and I just pray for them right now, for whoever was feeling that way, God, that you would wash it and wipe it right now. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse you of all unrighteousness and to forgive you of all of your sin. Wow. So I pray that for you right now. I pray that the God, the merciful God, the one who died on a cross, would cleanse your mind of a guilty conscience. And I pray that the deposit of identity, the deposit of truth, the deposit of grace would become more real to you. And the thing that he's done for you Another group I want to pray for. This is going off of what we've been talking about. If you've been wanting to do new business things, you've been having new business ideas, I want you to raise your hand. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, right now, I just want you to imagine this. Jesus is holding your hand. So, Lord, I thank you right now that you are giving them wisdom that they need, direction that they need, investors that they need, money that they need, The clarity that they need, the perseverance that they need to do the things that are on their heart. I thank you, God, that as they step in faith, you will make their path straight. And I thank you for a bold people. I want to speak over you if you have your hand up. You are bold. You're strong. Not based off your own efforts, but because God is in you. And you do challenges well you do challenge as well because God is in you. And like the Bible says in Proverbs about the, the righteous woman, she looks at her future unafraid. She looks at her future unafraid, not because there can't be scary things or questions, but because you've got God in you, it's going to work out. Even if things were meant for evil, God will turn it for good. It will work out, and it's going to work out wonderfully as you step out in faith. It might not end up looking exactly like you imagined it, but it's going to work out perfectly as you trust him. And I just declare that over you right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. If you would like prayer, more prayer, um, look at all these beautiful people up here with their name tags. Come up to them and get prayer if you want prayer. I would highly encourage it. I love all of you. Happy Halloween. It's a holy evening. Amen. Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life i oh.